Hi, I'm Lisa Kiss, and I'm the host of Be Mindful Podcast. I'm also the owner of Be Mindful Studio, where I am an astrologer and mindfulness consultant. This podcast is for the modern woman to feel grounded and learn to live with intention. Here we tap into mindfulness for both life and business. From community-driven leaders, conscious humans, heart-centered entrepreneurs, and beyond, we'll discover all the different ways mindfulness can be applied to you. My podcast is here to inspire and encourage you to be a little more mindful in your day-to-day so you can start living a more purpose-filled, self-aware life you love. Thank you so much for being here, and I look forward to seeing you in the show. Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of Be Mindful Podcast. It is the first interview of the year, and this year I am doing interviews by Zodiac Season. So I'm starting out with Pisces Season, and I'll be continuing throughout the year with um, interviews with different people basically around their birthdays. So I think it's going to be really fun to kind of tie in the astrology to the um, into the podcast and connect that all to mindfulness. So today's interview it was so exciting to talk to Dallas. I met Dallas, I think a few years ago. Um, she's lovely. She's a mentor and business consultant coach in the Hamilton area and she's had just tons of experience in leadership roles from a young age so we talked about leadership and compassionate leadership and everything that she's learned in her time being a leader and she's gonna continue to be a leader for a really long time um it was a great conversation so i hope you enjoy listening to today's episode So hello, Dallas. Welcome to the Be Mindful podcast. How are you today? Good. Thanks for having me. How are you? Good. Thank you. I'm excited to have you on here um, and to share your story. Um, so do you want to start about talking about like how we met and how we connected in Hamilton? Yeah, for sure. Okay. I think it was first through Instagram with the with Riley, with your Riley and Dallas account. I think that's how we first connected. I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, I think we almost worked together with that, but I remember our, I think the whiteboard session was the last time I saw you or did I see you one more time before all of this? I think I saw happened? you. Yeah. We had the whiteboard and then I think we had a coffee date at Relay before this happened. Cause we were going to potentially have an event for you. Yes, I was going to do my two years Hmm. event, which was May 1st, which that obviously didn't happen. But yeah. 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 Um, Because you have your background in um, hospitality management. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you're the perfect person to go to for event questions. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I'm sorry that that didn't, that event didn't happen, but um, you know, Things happen, and now it's COVID, so that's definitely not happening. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And if, like online events, I feel like are kind of like I don't know how I would do that or feel about that, but yeah, yeah, they're um, 
They're definitely different. Like I've done a few and attended a few. Um, they're definitely doable. The good thing about online events is the cost to host them is like very minimal outside yeah. of like if you have speakers or anything like that or entertainment. But yeah, it's completely a different world for sure. <laughs> okay. Um, before we get into sort of the questions about your um, leadership story and everything that you do with your um coaching and consulting business. Um, I kind of want to go over your astrology first. Um, so you haven't had your chart read ever, right? No. And I'm very into this and I'm so excited right now. Okay. <laughs> so you're Pisces, which I assume, you know, that already. Yes. That part yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. So it's a total, um, like Pisces thing to be into all this kind of stuff. Cause Pisces is like the more, um, like mystical sign like today's the first day of Pisces season as we record this so that's that's fun awesome. um yeah so whenever I sort of see your I'll just point out like two cool things that I see on here for you um but whenever I see your content or even like talking to you you have that strong like leadership presence that sometimes can come off as more of like a um like a fire energy as opposed to the the water energy, even though you have, um, I think in your bio right now on Instagram, it says like compassionate leader, mm -hmm. which I feel like it's very fitting when looking at your chart. Cause like right here you have a stellium, which means three or more planets in the sign of Aries. So okay. Aries is the first sign of the Zodiac and it's like the leader, like the fire starter, the project initiator. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that kind of, um, just really connects to you and it's in the sixth house of service, mm -hmm. which I feel like with everything that you do, you just want to be of service and help others. 1000%. Yes. Yeah. Very, very <laughs> in line so far. <laughs> yeah. So, and that Pisces sun though, helps you have the, um, I feel like the compassion and the, the empathy. Um, okay. Yeah. Attached to that. It's yeah. kind of cool. Cause like Pisces is the like the last sign of the zodiac so it's said to be the wisest like you have a little bit of wisdom from each sign because you're at the end but then mm -hmm. you have all this Aries energy which is like the beginning of the zodiac so you have like both of those perspectives cool mm -hmm. I do have like I have so many layers mm -hmm. I often wonder like is does everyone have that or am I just like one of those mixed bags I don't know yeah because I'm such a driver which I often, because I'm not like, I don't understand this like you do, but I always like compare it to like the masculine and feminine. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I find like my driver side is that masculine. And then I have this other soft, compassionate, like service side that is more of the feminine. Yeah. Um, I can take a look at your, um, so like everyone's chart has like a different makeup of like the elements. And then each one of those elements will have a different um, like charge. So the yin or yang, the feminine or the masculine. So some mm. people have more um, planets that are in the masculine energy as opposed to feminine. And it's, it's the other way around for some people. So for you, you have one, two, three, four. Okay. It looks like you have six in the masculine and four in the feminine. So like the masculine mm -hmm. kind of just dominates a little bit there. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I have to work harder at being in the feminine than I do at being in the masculine. So yeah. I'm not surprised. Yeah. You have, cause all that Aries energy, that's the masculine um, mm-hmm. energy. And then you have your moon in Aquarius, um, which is like how you would process your emotions. So Aquarius is like an air sign. So um, either talking or writing or journaling about your emotions mm. and potentially not like feeling them more so. Oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> well, you know, your girl's a writer, but yeah. I, um, that's so funny that you just said that because I, in the last like six months, I recognized that um, I just had the sense that I wasn't feeling my feelings that it, like almost like my mind was in a space that my body wasn't like in it too yeah and so I've actually hired I work with a coach who helps me with that so that's so cool that you just said that <laughs> yeah because yeah, the Pisces your Pisces sound like your personality is like a feeling sign but like your emotion the moon is in the Aquarius of air which has the masculine charge to it so hmm. um yeah and any kind of air sign it's like you're in your head not in your body um yes. yeah yes very accurate I'm getting better though <laughs> Yeah. And then the last thing I'll say about your chart is um, your Libra rising. So um, your rising sign can be how you um, like appear to other people. It can also be like a representation of what your soul is kind of like rising into in this lifetime. So with the Libra energy, this is also like my mom's Libra rising and she's all about helping like other people it's like all about learning from other people hearing their stories just like connecting with them yeah um which I know you do a lot of with your work and everything so totally it's so interesting because like I'm very introverted but I know extroverts like um get their energy from other people right um and I don't do that but yeah I definitely I have to actively like reel myself back in um you can call it people pleasing some sometimes but more so like I just want to help everybody like I have this uncontrollable need and want to just help people and I have to like actively um I've learned this recently like really hold space for myself and fill my own cup before I go out into the world and start offering it to everybody else (laughs) yeah yeah, one of the, um, if you've ever seen astrology memes with Libra, um, the people pleasing thing comes up a lot with it. So, okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, Cause the Libra is like the scales, the archetype. So it's like finding that balance between like taking care of yourself and then still wanting to help other people. Amazing. This is so accurate. I love this stuff. I love, like, I wish I knew more about it. I want to know more about it. So cool. Yeah. I'm currently potentially going to do like a free class soon about it um, and then work on like a course because like I love teaching it and like sharing things about it so cool keep me posted I would love to do something like that okay cool (laughs) okay so oops I opened up the wrong tab there so um, now that we sort of looked at your chart you want to sort of talk about um, your leadership story I know you've written about it a lot on Instagram and your website Um, but sort of how you um, are like gotten to your role of being a mentor. Sure. Um, Yeah, I started really, really young um, and totally not on purpose. Like everything I've done in my life and my career has 
like I'm it's so funny because like I I'm a planner and like you plan things and I've always like had really like set goals for myself but the path I've taken I'm sure everyone could say this is like the path that you end up on is not always what you thought but um basically to summarize I so I left home really young um like while I was still in high school and then I grew up in Burlington Ontario and then I moved to Toronto when I was I think I turned 19 when I moved there and um I was really afraid like I was paranoid that I wouldn't be able to afford like living on my own so I worked three jobs and I was also putting myself through school at that point so I went to school to be an esthetician (laughs) but I was working um in restaurants waitressing and working in bars um because the money was really good um and that just helped me sort of pay for my life and um hospitality stuck long story short I didn't end up working in aesthetics for too too long but um hospitality just felt like home for me I loved the work I loved the social aspect I loved the people it's a service industry like go back to the chart Dallas that's what I just said (laughs) um and I remember one of the places I worked the uh, woman who was doing events at the time she was going on a maternity leave and I was the natural fit to like cover her and so I did that And as soon as I started in events, like I just, that was it for me. Like I loved it so much. And so, yeah, I just really worked my way up the ladder, like very fiercely, very fast. Um, Like I, I did everything. Like I worked in the kitchen, I washed dishes, I waitressed, I bust, I bartended, you name it, I did it. Um, And over the years, I eventually found myself in a leadership position as a director at the age of 26. Um, which came with a whole other boatload of challenges that that's not your question. So we won't go there right now, but um, yeah. So I, I just continued up the ladder and, and continued working in these leadership positions until I was 33 or four. And I decided to walk away at that point. Um, just the environments I were, was working in was, they were just like very high pressure It wasn't good for my mental health, my lifestyle. I just needed to get out. Um, And after taking some time off, that's when I started building out my personal business, which is where I do the coaching and mentoring. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I loved my uh, whiteboard session with you. It was such a cool approach. Like I bought a whiteboard, I think last year and I like update my goals every now and then. Uh That's so cool. You know what? Um, We used it when I worked in corporate. Um, We always like I worked in one of those Google type offices like open concept and there were just like 100 meeting rooms you could go into with the big whiteboards and we used to use those to process things out and I remember when I left the job and I was trying to process out my own strategy for my own life and what I was doing next. um, I got a whiteboard at home and then it just hit me and I was I thought to myself like this is how I'm going to coach people because everyone's so visual. And I think like, especially when you're planning for your own goals, not only do you get in your head, but you don't have that visual. So like, you know, like I ask, you know, strategic questions and write everything down on the board for you to see, but all of the answers to the questions and the information that's on the board came from inside because I've learned that you know, we all have the answers already inside of us. Sometimes it just helps to have that, per- that outside person sort of help you navigate through that. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. 
I'm definitely a visual learner. Like I have to see it. And it's like, I use the strategy now where it's like, if I put it down on paper or something, it can't live in my head anymore. So it's like out of my, out of my mind. Yeah, that's great. I honestly think, I know like a lot of people are like creative versus strategic and visual versus not, but I really do think that we a lot, like if not everybody, like I'm going to be bold enough to say that I think everybody is a visual learner at, at, on some level. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely, I definitely am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask you how, if, do you um, practice mindfulness now since like leaving your corporate jobs and like how like the stress affected you? Do you practice mindfulness now or... Oh yeah, I do now, but that was a journey. Um, so when I, before I left, like it was chaos, like for 17 years, it was hot. I can't even explain like high pressure, toxic environments. I was leading teams. Like my last team that I was leading before I left was like over 50 people. So I was everything to everyone. I was commuting from Hamilton to Toronto. So, you know, it was just like, non I was we're literally in the golden handcuffs like I just was yeah I had no I I didn't even know what self-care really meant honestly like I couldn't work out I couldn't do anything um and I didn't even know that that was important at that point and it wasn't until I left the job and that first Monday when I'm sitting in my living room you know like oh my god like now now what because now it's just me against me what am I supposed to do with myself? And in hospitality, we work like evenings, weekends, like, you know, 15 hour days sometimes. So to have time was like very new. And yeah, so I really organically figured it out. Um, I remember I was going, this might sound silly, but I remember I was going for a walk. It was April and I live really close to the rail trail in Hamilton it was just like this really sunny day and I took my dog for a walk along the trail and I remember just like walking and the sun hit my face I just closed my eyes and took a deep breath and like oh I just had this huge epiphany like I felt joy I felt like I had an epiphany like oh my god okay I'm having an identity crisis I need to take care of myself like I've been associating myself with this job for so long and yeah, so that's where it kind of started. And ever since, um, I am way more mindful and aware of what's going on and how that impacts my body and my mind and my mental health. Um, and there's a lot, there's practices that I've implemented in my life. And I'm still a very busy person now because now I'm back working again. Um, but I don't negotiate on my self-care now, like no matter what never yeah yeah it sounded like you had one of those moments um sometimes you can have them in like a yoga class it's where you're actually in the moment like you felt like through your senses you took the breath and then you were like living in the moment and not thinking like in the future so those moments are really cool yeah I've had a couple of them since then and it's like it makes me feel present which I struggle with sometimes being like that's one of the ways that I also um actively practice mindfulness and it's something that I'm very aware of now which I think is really healthy but it's something that I'm always working on which is being present in everything I do I find it very difficult because my mind is so busy um 
you know, like I know meditation is probably something I tried to meditate. I find it very difficult, but um, yeah. Anyway, being present, I think is like the, the, the best thing I've learned through all of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meditation can be difficult sometimes um, to like figure out the best way that works for you or like the type you like the best. But um, there's so many other ways to be mindful. Like walking is one of them. Journaling, mm-hmm. just somehow moving your body so that you're like presently in the moment, focusing on like one task. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in a meditation teacher training right now because like I love this stuff. But um, uh, something we just talked about like the other day was like single pointed awareness. So when you just focus on like that one thing, in a sense, that it's kind of like meditating. You're not like fully into it, but like. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's like, it's, I guess it's easier to do mindfulness than meditation with like the current state of the world in our lives, but um, it's definitely very beneficial. I feel that when I'm walking, like I often say to my mom when, cause she wants, she's the same struggle as me, but like, I find walking is meditation for me because I, and sometimes I actually, like I put my earphones in, but I don't have anything in, like, I'm not listening to anything because um, it can make my wa- mind wander. So I try to just be like very present and nature is huge for me, big time. Feel very like aware and clear clarity when I'm doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Around, like nature for me too is very grounding. Like when you're walking, yes. you're connecting to like, in, like the elements. Yeah. Um, but I learned there is like a walking meditation that like um, Buddhist monks will do. Um, okay. We walk in like a, in like a circle very slowly with like their hands in a, in a mudra but um it's different than just like going for a walk outside but like the intent is still there to just like be present in the moment and and like yeah. be aware of what's going on around you yeah cool mm-hmm. <laughs> so how have you found um i guess like support in the hamilton community or like mindfulness resources in the, in the hamilton community i guess just like support in Hamilton in general? I love Hamilton so much. Um, I have always, well, I think we all seek belonging, obviously. Um, that's like a huge, like we're programmed for that. Um, I've never felt a sense of connection and community like I have in Hamilton. And I've only lived here, May will be four years. And the longer I'm here, the bigger my personal community grows um but it's so organic like I just find Hamilton it started so um where I where I work out I go to a bar uh studio in Hamilton it started there um you know I met the instructors and a lot it's in my neighborhood so I met a lot of my neighbors um and I immediately felt this like deep connection with the people I was meeting I felt supported by them I find it so I know you're like you're born and raised Hamilton right yeah yeah so like I don't know if you are aware that the like you know they say the grass is greener um it definitely is in Hamilton because yeah I just I have found it very I don't want to say I found it easy to build connection here because obviously like when you're cultivating community, it is like an investment of your time and energy for sure. But I've never felt it to be more genuine and aligned than I do here. Like, I don't know if it's just the stage of life I'm in or if 
I posted something on my um, Instagram recently that was just like, I honestly sometimes feel like Hamilton saved me, like the people here, because, you know, everywhere I've lived, I've had very strong relationships and I've always been surrounded by support, but there's just something about this city that is so aligned with me. Like Lisa, oh my gosh, even when I first moved here, I remember like I would walk on the trail by my house or we'd go to Walmart or whatever. And no offense to Toronto. I still love Toronto, but like when you ever, anyone who's lived there will agree. Like you're, I can see you smiling because you know, yeah, like you know. <laughs> when you walk by people in the street, they look the other direction here. It was so weird for me at first because people would like stop and talk to you and say hi. And the Walmart cashier wants to talk to you. And, and now I just, when I leave here and I don't receive that, it's so weird. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. like, I grew up here. So like, I d guess I didn't necessarily realize how like lucky I was to grow up in Hamilton. Um, so mm -hmm. when I gra like graduated high school, I wanted to get the heck out of here and go to Toronto and be in that city. And I did that and I did not like it at all. I didn't mm -hmm. find it to be like, I had friends at school and everything in a community there, but Mm -hmm. I didn't find the city as a whole to be very welcoming mm -hmm. so I'm obviously back in Hamilton and um I just yeah I didn't realize how like different it would be but mm -hmm. people are just much more I think it's like we're just more down to earth in Hamilton like it's yeah a different value system than in um the bigger cities yeah yeah it's the same in the bigger cities too like not just Toronto but yeah you know I find like um Creating connection is so important and I mean I obviously go out of my way to actively support other people um, so when I ask for help you know it's there but even people who I haven't actively like either supported or been involved with yet are just always so how can I help you or I know this person this person this person this person you have to talk to them I'm going to connect you happens all the time and it's so lovely I just yeah I don't know I don't even know if I answered your question I'm so sorry I went off on a tangent <laughs> okay um it was I guess why the Hamilton community is amazing which we answered and like how do you find support here so I don't know if there's like specific resources I know um the bar studio you really like but any other sort of places you found to be helpful um, well, I do, I try to actively work with as many non-for-profits as possible, um, just because that's the demographic of people that I enjoy helping. Um, and so there's, there's definitely like a ton of resources. I mean, I find like as a coach and a mentor, when I'm mentoring people who are looking for resources, um, because of the connection that exists here, I find that it's very it's effortless for me to then go and connect. I remember even when we did your coaching session, I was like, do you know this person, this person, this person, this person, I need to connect you because um, it's very aligned with the work that you're trying to do. And so, yeah, I just find that it's just like this, everybody's just here to help each other. I love the way we all build up, build each other up. Um, community over competition is real in Hamilton. Yeah. Like that buzz saying, you know, you hear about it all the time it's real here For yeah. Sure. yeah yeah um trying to think of a question um, <laughs> um 
what about you with your connection in Hamilton? Yeah, for me, um, if I bring my astrology into it, my sun and Venus are in the 11th house of community. So I've always just naturally been drawn to, uh, to community, whether like growing up, it was dance. And then I found the yoga community, just Mm -hmm. finding people that have those like, um, similar values, I guess. Yeah. Um, and just connecting with them. Like, um, the last time I did an in-person workshop, which was like a year ago, Mm -hmm. um, after that workshop, two of the people there, um, connected with the graphic designer that was there. And then some, one of my yoga teachers connected with my photographer and it's just like this like circle and it's just so cool to see. And I see like, um, like the photo credits or something and I'm like, Oh, I introduced them. It's just like, it's just cool to see how people connect and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of us are really connected. Like I always joke with some of my friends, like when I find out like they know this person and it's so weird that they would know them, but it's like Hamilton has, like, if you were to make this family tree, like, I feel like we're all so connected in so many different ways. And I work in hospitality industry. So like, you know, I've found sort of a home base here in Hamilton within that industry. And even that too, like, it's just, it's just so refreshing. Like I love, I find that my core values are really aligned with the businesses and the people and the community here. Yeah. Yeah. I find I have a conversation with someone and, um, they know someone that I know and it's sometimes so weird like Hamilton's like very very small yeah (laughs) yeah um I kind of want to like what's the biggest um I don't know lesson is the right word but the biggest lesson or like teaching moment that happened in your um like whole leadership career that you sort of have taken with you to like teach to other people oh man there's lots um I think, I think what I would have to say, there's many for sure. Like that could be a whole other podcast episode. I actually have a, a work, like a, like a webinar workshop type um, talk that I do with youth. That is like all of my greatest lessons learned. Um, but I would say for the topic of leadership um, that, and I, I learned all of my lessons the hard way, by the way. So when I say this, it's because uh, I've learned from making all the mistakes, but um, compassion is, um, usually the answer, no matter what the situation. Um, yeah, I think like for anyone listening, who's like either new in a leadership position or is looking to kind of crawl up any kind of ladder or even run their own business or anyone really who's dealing with people, I think it's really important to understand that, Um, how important compassion is in any industry but especially if you're leading people yeah yeah and I think that that means being able to um, put yourself in someone else's shoes truly and um, also sort of like disrupt the status quo which is uh, of being vulnerable in a leadership role because I think that you know, for me, like I was sort of taught um, more of like an outdated belief system, which is like, you know, the strength and ego and being the best and having all the answers. And it's not true. Like nobody has all the answers. Um, And I think that if you can have the courage to be vulnerable 
to be like in in these roles um you'll see such a greater success and outcome in your team yeah yeah even with um with just like learning more about mindfulness i'm always trying to do that it's like um or like formulating like a class plan or a guided meditation it's sort of you take from your own experiences because someone out there probably experienced the same thing because at the level like we're all human no matter what like the role is 100 percent. i i I wrote a blog about um, leadership and power and just changing how we feel about it. And um, yeah, I do. I talk a lot about that <laughs> for sure. <laughs> it's a good blog. You should, uh, uh, yeah, everyone should read that blog. I think it's just so important. Okay. I can like link, I can include all your links in the show. Yeah. But, yeah. It's um, a good one. Yeah. So how can everyone um, find you or work with you? Well, I wear a lot of hats, but um, most mostly um, my personal business uh, is just my name. So Dallas Lombardi. So my website is DallasLombardi.com and my Instagram is at Mrs. Dallas Lombardi. Um, and then I also have a side hustle, Riley in Dallas, which is how you and I met. <laughs> and that one is at Riley in Dallas. Um, I'm trying to think what we can end it on, like one last little like um, thing about leadership. Now that like I now that I know your chart has like all that Aries energy, it's just like so fitting. I feel like because Aries represents the leader. I have my um, mid heaven, which is my career point in Aries, so it's sort of my like life lesson to learn how to um, step into the leader role and as I was sort of planning for this, I have you in the Pisces category, but I realized I know so many Aries and I feel like you're sort of um, drawn to the people that you have something to learn from. So yeah, now that wow. I have like Aries, I'm like, oh, I'm drawn to Dallas to learn something from you. Aww, that's so nice. Well, you know, you said something there. So let me just say this. You mentioned stepping into leadership and um something that I've done in the last year in my life is truly I have stepped into my own power and that has nothing to do with my resume. <laughs> I think that's a misconception that I think when people think of the word leadership, they're thinking of maybe a hierarchy or a, a job title, but I think it's really important for people to realize that, you know, we're all leaders and you know, we're all leading in our own lives. So you're automatically a leader there. Yeah. You know, you have the opportunity to be a leader in your family, a leader in your community, a leader at work, whether you're the boss or not, it doesn't matter. Um, and, you know, that's, that's the power of stepping into your power and finding your voice and doing that authentically as yourself. And, you know, that's something that I learned later in my years of being in these roles, because it took me stripping away the role to really re, um, to undo all of the things that we sort of like, like, I call it the armor that we just keep putting on over the years in our life. And then when you kind of like strip that all back, you know, you reconnect with your true self. And that's the time to step into your power. So 
that's my mic drop moment. <laughs> oh yeah, I like that analogy with the armor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. Um, you'll be the first, um, like, of this new zodiac series that I'm doing, which is exciting. So. Ooh, cool. I'm so honored. Thank you for having me. I always love talking to you. <laughs> You're like one of the first people I thought of. I made a like a Google sheet with like all the zodiac signs and I was like, who's Pisces? And I'm like, Dallas. How did you know I was Pisces, by the way? I meant to ask you that when you reached out. I just like, I I feel like you posted it for like, uh, okay. it was your birthday. And oh yeah. Okay. I, I have this weird thing where if I know your birthday or like if I saw it once or if like I said happy birthday to you once. I just remember it. So it's oh, like, wow. it's not shocking. I've become an astrologer, but yeah, <laughs> I have this weird um, memory where I can like memorize like dates and stuff. So I was like Dallas Pisces. I like categorize it. It's weird, but yeah. That's so, I'm so glad you brought that up. Cause I actually thought of that the other day when you asked me to send you my birth information, I was like, how does she know I'm a Pisces? That's so impressive. <laughs> like Riley's an Aquarius. Cause it was her birthday yeah. recently. Mm -hmm. And then um, someone else who, like, I'm going to have on here. And, like, you know her too, Rain from the Wax Lounge. Oh, yeah. I love her so much. Yeah. So I messaged her and I was like, I'm doing it by Zodiac sign. And I don't know your birthday. Like, I tried to, like, find it, but it's not there. So she's a Leo. So she'll be in Leo season. But almost everyone else I knew except her when I was, like, reaching out to people. But I will look forward to hers because... Um... She's done like some Reiki on me before. Like I love, I lo her and I are so like, I just felt this, like, she's like a spirit animal to me. I love her. She's so great. <laughs> yeah. And I love, I go for um, the holistic facial and I get, she does like everything. She's the best, like mm -hmm. the best. Yeah. Yeah. Love her. Okay. I'll be, I'll be looking forward to that one for sure. <laughs> I know. I'm really excited to like talk to her, like about all this stuff too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's into the stuff for sure. Mm -hmm. So thank you for being a guest and um, I'll link everything below so everyone can go connect with you and see all the amazing things you do on Instagram. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Okay. If you love today's episode, don't forget to share it with a friend or on Instagram and tag us at Be Mindful Studio and at Be Mindful Podcast. Also, if you have any questions or feedback or maybe an idea for an episode, don't be afraid to reach out on Instagram and send me a message. I'd love very much to stay in touch with you. Thank you again for your support and I will see you very, very soon in the next episode.